Welcome back to Witch Church. It's Mal. Hey, friends. Oh, wow. Can't believe I'm chatting with you. <laughs> it's, it's been a second um, since I popped on specifically to record a podcast episode. I think I'm going to blame it on the stars. <laughs> um, Venus Retrograde has been in my seventh house of the other and relationships and one of the most important relationships that's been sort of in my life for the past couple years since 2018 actually has been my listeners and my clients so I've been taking a moment to recalibrate and think about how I want to connect with my listeners and my clients in the future. And ironically, <laughs> you know, I'm recording this on the morning of the January 29th, 2022. It's a Saturday morning. It's before 7 a.m. because I'm that kind of psycho. I wake up and I think, oh, I'm... I feel the shift. I feel Venus stationing direct. Um, I'm just feeling like connecting with my people. So I just wanted to pop on here and say hi, but also maybe put out a little bit of a PSA for Venus stationing direct today. Um, And I was so excited because for some reason... I had it in my head that Venus wasn't going to station direct until like late, late Saturday night. And so when I woke up this morning, like I said, I literally woke up and felt a shift. Like I felt different than I have, you know, I felt different than the typical waking up vibe that I've felt for the past like month and a half and I was like hmm there's a shift and then I checked my transit calculator and I realized that Venus had already stationed direct really early this morning so at 3 45 a.m eastern time on January 29th uh, Venus stationed direct and that's 12 46 a.m pacific okay so i was like ah she stationed direct while i was sleeping no wonder (laughs) no wonder i'm waking up with a little pep in my step here um and i just felt the spontaneous urge to talk to y'all connect with you and give you a little um you know venus stationing direct message that I've been hearing for the past couple days. And you know what I've been thinking about, my friends? You know the phrase, um, the point of no return? Um, it, you know, when I say that phrase, I, um, I literally think of like a pole or a stick in the ground and I think of that being the point and I think of like someone finally passing that point and not looking back and um 
you know, I've been thinking, okay, the point of no return is the point where we, you know, cross that point and we, yeah, we don't return to it. We, we just keep moving forward. Okay. And there's something intimidating about the, um, (laughs) the phrase point of no return. Uh, I feel like it's been used in a negative way in the past or something. I don't know. It just kind of feels a little bit ominous. Um, but I'm thinking, um, you know, how many times have we, I think on our spiritual path, and maybe I'm just talking about myself here, but maybe someone relates, um, how many times have we, like, started to approach the point of no return, and then we, like, arrive at that point, right? So, you know, visualize this, (laughs) in your head however however it looks like to you for me I'm like yeah I'm envisioning like a a huge vast empty field with one really ancient wise looking tree in the middle and that's the point of no return and you know how many times have we walked up to that point of no return and turned around, right? Now, we might not be doing this consciously because our unconscious patterns, I think, um, draw us towards what is familiar, what we already know, right? So I'm thinking, you know, this Venus stationing direct today I think in the next couple weeks, there's an opportunity to really get to this point of no return, quote unquote, and actually cross it and not let our unconscious mechanisms kind of convince us to turn around and go back to what is familiar, okay? And here's how you know you're getting stuck at the point of no return. (laughs) Um, Actually, it's the feeling of, I can't move past this. Like this, this issue feels impossible. This issue feels like I can't solve it. Or this is the hardest thing I've ever come up against, right? That's actually a sign that you're in the portal of getting past that thing that part of you believes you can't, right? Um, I'll kind of give you an example. You know, I know someone who, you know, uh, is uh, kind of in the process, uh, been in a very grueling process for a long time with... um, you know, separating from their significant other. And, you know, they say that, you know, getting out of a healthy relationship is vastly easier than exiting a toxic relationship, right? Um, So, you know, 
this person that I know, like clearly, you know, the reason they kind of keep getting stuck in this, you know, separation, wanting to separate, but not completely clear on how, um, you know, it, it it's it's reflective of, I think, some of the you know, unconscious patterns that are being brought to the table in this relationship, right? So, you know, I've watched them and I've observed them for years, actually, um, arrive at the point of no return, which would be the separation, (laughs) right? Um, I've watched them arrive at this point um, many, many times. (laughs) And um, I've watched them kind of look at that point and say, like, this is impossible. Like, I can't do this. Like, and then turn around, right? And I think it's like that with all of our points of no return. Um, you know, our point of no return could be, um, something like, quitting smoking or um changing a mental pattern um you know it could really be anything it doesn't have to be external doesn't have to be as big of an example as I just shared um it can really be anything I am actually seeing like an artist um in their studio with like so many beautiful paintings but then when they sit down at their laptop and try to figure out like how to make a website and how to actually like sell their work or whatever because it's their dream to be a full-time artist and you know to be a full-time artist you have to figure out how to you know sell your work and that kind of thing and you know I see them like getting to the laptop, opening the screen, and then closing it and just saying, like, I can't do this. Like, (laughs) like, I can't, um, I can't make a website. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea how to price my work. And I have no idea how to move forward with this. And I have no one to help me. So by golly, I can't do this, right? Again, an example of how we get to like the point of no return and then we turn around because we have a really big story in our heads that um, we can't get past this point. Um, I'm even thinking about uh, maybe the end of 20, yeah, the end of 2020, um, you know, when I was actually at a point of no return with my mental health and I shared this on one of the I think on the last highly sensitive person episode from a few months back but um I shared that um you know there was a point of no return in my mental health journey for like 10 years where I would have basically you know, chronic depression, and I would arrive at the point of maybe you should be medicated and then like turn around because <laughs> like I was just so fearful of being medicated and what it would mean. And I had so many ego stories, right? And it wasn't until 
the end of 2020 where I was really, you know, something happened where I was just terrified and I was terrified to go on medication, but I just felt like I couldn't continue to turn around at the point of no return, right? I had to do something different because turning around at the point of no return had only resulted in the same result over and over again. And that's when I started to, um, you know, see if an SSRI would help me, right? And it has. And um, it's funny because on the other side of that, it wasn't as scary of an experience as I thought it was going to be. Um, And it actually ended up being a much better experience than I thought it was going to be. Um, So it is interesting that we meet our worst fears, our worst narratives at the point of no return. But once we actually like step through that portal and we don't turn around, um, we may find a significantly more fulfilling and better existence, right? And it's not to say that, you know, getting past the point of no return is easy, right? It often takes us many, many times of getting there, turning around, going back to the same pattern, going back to the same way of thinking, suffering, you know, and again, arriving at this point, arriving at this point. Um, But I think the sky right now really presents us with an opportunity to actually move past the point of no return and kind of start walking through that portal okay um granted as I'm saying this I'm like I hope this makes sense because like the point of no return doesn't quite feel exactly what I'm translating from spirit but hopefully you know it makes sense um (laughs) hopefully this makes sense like that we are kind of being called to maybe even cross a threshold that we haven't been able to before because our mental spiritual emotional you know states have told us like don't cross that threshold you know because what is comfortable is what is on this side of the threshold right And here's another kind of astrological reason for this, I think. Um, You know, keep in mind that Venus today on January 29th, 2022 is stationing direct at 11 degrees Capricorn. And remember, the Capricorn part of all of our charts has just been going through a time, (laughs) really been going through a time the past three years, four years even. Remember in 2020, we had Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto um, in the house of Capricorn in our charts. Um, 2021, Pluto is still there. Um... And then we have, you know, Venus 
stationing retrograde at the end of 2021 in Capricorn, right? And then now we're at the beginning of 2022. And as we speak, Pluto is still in Capricorn. Venus is stationing direct in Capricorn after being retrograde in Capricorn for over a month. Um, Also, as we speak, Mercury is retrograde in Capricorn conjunct Pluto. Also, as we speak, the moon is uh, making their two and a half day stop in Capricorn, right? (laughs) Um, Also, Mars, planet of action, is in Capricorn as we speak. So, you know, there's just a lot. Uh, There's just a lot of like karmic happenings that have gone on in our house of Capricorn the past couple years. And it's possible that, you know, we're really finishing something up with Venus stationing direct in Capricorn. Um, February 3rd, 2022, Mercury will station direct in Capricorn. Um, in February, Venus and Mars will meet for their conjunction in Capricorn. Um, so it's it's like as these planets start to speed up and actually get ready to leave Capricorn, um, we're getting ready to kind of leave something and cross a threshold that maybe we have been struggling with for quite a while now, right? So I think it's it's helpful to really tune in right now. This is your opportunity. <laughs> I'm holding space for you to tune in to the things currently that feel like, ugh, I can't get past this. I don't know how to get past this. Um, the problems or the challenges or the obstacles that have been kind of on repeat or circulating. And even the, um, even the actions or the steps forward that are available but just feel too scary or impossible. Um, really just sit in that for a second. I know it's scary. I know it's a lot to ask of you on this beautiful Saturday. (laughs) But hey, you know what? Venus, planet of self-worth, planet of self-love, planet of how we view ourselves. So there's this moment today where we may realize like getting past this obstacle is worth it because I am worth it. And, you know, in the past, we, ha- we may have thought, I can't get past this. But now, you know, Venus is maybe recalibrating the view we have of ourselves and our own abilities, right? So just, just humor me for a second and imagine yourself actually crossing the threshold You're taking a step past all of the narratives. I can't do this. I can't get past this. You know, I keep hitting my head on the same problem. 
just humor me and imagine yourself, your foot, walking past this threshold and entering into new territory. Just imagining that there is, in fact, um, like a new territory where this issue, obstacle, problem, challenge can be overcome. Okay. Um, So that's something that we want to think about today. Like, what can I actually overcome? Right? And what have I been telling myself that I can't overcome? That's the biggest guarantee that we won't overcome the thing once we decide and tell ourselves the narrative I can't overcome this well yeah (laughs) we've already decided on that narrative right um so I think there's also something else I want to mention too is that you know with Venus stationing direct some of us could be seeing really great things entering our lives um But also, maybe it doesn't feel as good as we thought it would. Because there's a part of us that is still saying, like, you're not good enough, or you don't deserve this, or it's all going to blow up in your face. (laughs) You know? That could be challenged, too. You know, that could be the point of no return for some of us. Like... How do I actually meet all of these great things that are wanting to enter my life and see that they are meant for me and that I deserve them in some way, in every way, right? So let's do this, my friends. Um, You know, first of all, I just want to say tarot card that kind of relates to this message Um, If you're a tarot reader or a tarot student, think of the three of wands. Um, Even if you're not a tarot student, look up Rider-Waite-Smith, three of wands on Google. And, you know, just kind of look at that image. And it is someone getting ready to walk through a threshold, right? Um, And they have the world in their hands, Um, No, they don't. That's the two of wands. (laughs) Sorry. Honestly, the two of wands and three of wands may be relevant to this, uh, this story. But in the three of wands, they have their back completely turned to us, the, the reader. And this is a sign that they've kind of turned their back on the narratives that have kept them stagnant for a while. Okay, so it really is not only a card of new action, but it's a card of new narratives. The way you are narrating your path and your life is changing. So think about those two cards, okay? Two of wands and three of wands. And I just want to quickly go through the rising signs here. And I just want to kind of talk about like what crossing the threshold might be looking like for the different rising signs okay so um and i'll do this like i'll try to do this fairly quickly but capricorn rising 
you know, Venus is stationing direct in your first house of the self. So it seems like where you're being called to cross the threshold is how you think of yourself, right? Um, you know, I know a Capricorn rising. He is um, the youngest of many siblings and maybe spent a lot of his life thinking of thinking of himself as kind of like a fuck up or just someone who's like kind of the class clown. And now he's at this point where he's having like really great success at work and he has to think of himself as the boss. And, you know, I can really see him crossing the threshold from thinking of himself as a fuck up to thinking of himself as someone who's capable of being in charge of a team. Right. So for the Capricorn Risings, there's a, especially a lot of narr- narratives about what you actually think about yourself. You know, that's the threshold we're crossing. Aquarius rising, we are in the 12th house. Your 12th house is in Capricorn. So the 12th house is our fears, our subconscious. Um, you know, I'm thinking that Aquarius risings might actually kind of be battling one of the more difficult, you know, dragons <laughs> out of all of us because Capricorn being in your 12th house, these are the subconscious narratives. These aren't even the things that we're consciously aware of, right? So I would say really, um, it, you know, you might be bringing something to the surface, Aquarius rising, like having some sort of epiphany about just like a story that's been on the back burner running like a like a CD in the back of your mind and you're suddenly like stopping that, you know, and you're like, wait a second, rewind. Like I wasn't even conscious that I had this fear. I wasn't even conscious that I had this narrative about myself. And now that I am, I can start to change it. Okay, Pisces rising, Capricorn is your 11th house. So you might be crossing the threshold, um, maybe even around the narrative of like, I am always lonely or I don't have anybody or I'm having trouble connecting with people just because the 11th house is groups, friends, networks, community. Um, so I want you to examine Pisces rising like, where are you crossing the threshold when it comes to connecting with others, being a part of the community, and even challenging some of that, like, lonerisms, if you will, the lonerisms. <laughs> I'm a loner too, but I mean, there's something here about it being important for your soul's journey to perhaps connect with community in a new way, okay? Aries rising. This is uh, Capricorn is your 10th house. So you're kind of crossing the threshold or coming to the point of no return when it comes to work. Okay, so some Aries risings might be receiving a promotion and, you know, crossing the threshold with that when for many years they've told themselves they weren't deserving of the promotion. They finally apply for it now. Other Aries risings might actually 
be choosing to leave their current career path or start something new because they're realizing that, um, you know, they've hit a wall with their current career situation And instead of saying, I can't leave this or there's nothing else out there for me, they actually start applying and opening up to the possibility that there are actually many other options out there, okay? Um, Taurus rising, uh, Capricorn is your ninth house of belief systems, okay? So I could see some Taurus risings really maybe being plagued by their conditioned beliefs from maybe their families or the church they grew up in or whatever it may be, society's conditioned beliefs. And think about how our conditioned beliefs can keep us from crossing the threshold, right? Um, You know, I don't know, like, there's something here about, like, um, you know, what is quote-unquote acceptable and what is quote-unquote not acceptable when it comes to living our lives, right? And I'm thinking, like, only you can decide that, right? Um, So maybe many Taurus Risings right now are, are currently deciding, like, to live their lives in a more unconventional way, that maybe their parents or their church or the culture they grew up in would never think to be an acceptable way to live life. But the Taurus rising, you're crossing the threshold and reclaiming your own belief systems, if that makes sense. Gemini rising, Capricorn is your eighth house. So Taxes, loans, inheritance, insurance, partner's money, but also emotional transformation. So I could actually see there are some Gemini Risings who are crossing the threshold when it comes to like fear of money or fear of tackling a certain debt, fear of tackling whatever they need to be tackling in the monetary sphere. Okay, other Gemini Risings, you know, cross the threshold of raising your prices, like as an artist, if you are an artist, you know, cross the threshold of, you know, actually charging what you're worth. That could be an eighth house theme. Other Gemini Risings may be crossing a threshold of, um, you know, their, their emotional health and, you know, their emotional state. And maybe you are honoring your emotions in a new way and thus they have a little less control over your day, right? So there's there's all different kinds of things that could be that the Gemini rising could be crossing the threshold with. There might be one or two Gemini risings who are crossing the threshold when it comes to like the fear of marriage or the fear of business partnership or the fear of even relying on someone else you know maybe there's a couple gemini risings who are actually going to be asking for help soon and that could be transformative in itself okay cancer rising this is your seventh house of relationships and partnerships um so you know, I'm a Cancer rising, as you know. 
um, take a shot every time I mention my astrology <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but um, I'm actually, I'll speak to my own experience because I'm going to project it onto you anyways. But um, I'm kind of crossing the threshold of like relationship patterns and you know in the past relationships in general are a trigger for me because relationships bring up you know attachment trauma and all this shit that I haven't wanted to deal with in a really long time and you know I'm crossing the threshold of believing myself to be strong enough to battle the attachment stuff or the codependency stuff and those are parts of myself that I do not I do not like the codependent part of myself you know and it also feels impossible to overcome it as well right and that's a sign that we're at the threshold we're at at some kind of threshold that needs to be crossed so maybe some cancer risings are on the same page as me when it comes to crossing the threshold when it comes to old relationship fears, codependent patterns, um, patterns that root from attachment trauma. Um, You know, some cancer risings could be crossing the threshold when it comes to parting ways with a significant other. But at the same time, it's just as likely that some cancer risings may be surrendering to partnership in a a, a different way and maybe you're actually letting yourself need someone and trust someone be vulnerable with someone have emotional intimacy with someone you know there's there's something that could definitely be going on in the seventh house leo rising this is your sixth house of everyday routines your kind of work life and how you use your time um leo i could see you crossing the threshold when it comes to the storyline of i just don't have time for myself or like i just don't have time for my health or i just don't have time to have fun and enjoy myself um cross that threshold and you know, if there's a story or if there's like an unconscious pattern of completely prioritizing like a work life that doesn't fulfill you, it might be a time to reevaluate how much emotional and mental energy you put into something that you don't feel aligned with and start transferring some of that energy into other things that you do feel aligned with some leo risings may very well be applying for new jobs and other leo risings might be in the process of just changing their relationship to work and career and maybe even realizing that you know career doesn't have to be everything that's capitalistic conditioning right um you know what do we ask little kids when they're little like what do you want to be when you grow up right because how you answer that determines your self-worth in this society (laughs) you know instead we should be asking little kids like what do you love to do you know what's your favorite thing what do you enjoy you know um uh, what do you, uh, what is, where does your imagination take you? <laughs> um, 
uh, you know, and instead we say, like, what do you want to be when you grow up, you know, and it's just, it's kind of fucked up, but, um, you know, there's something here, uh, Leo rising about maybe, um, seeing work life as something that, like, supports you in your passions instead of seeing work life as something that deters you or keeps you from doing what you actually are passionate about. Like, why can't there be both here? Okay. Virgo rising, fifth house, children, pleasure, joy, Virgo, I think you're definitely crossing the threshold when it comes to, um, you know, your own enjoyment of life. What are the things that you, that keep you from enjoying your life, finding pleasure, finding joy? Some Virgo risings, especially those Virgo risings who are artists, um, you're crossing the threshold when it comes to um, valuing your unique creative expression and taking that a little bit more seriously in a lot of ways, not running from, you know, the identity of being an artist, but really embracing it. Okay, there's something very creative about the fifth house. Libra rising, Capricorn is in your fourth house. So this is family, home, real estate. Um, Hmm, you know, some Libra Risings may be crossing the threshold with, like, literally, like, living somewhere new that they thought they could never live. Or maybe even buying a house, but in this market, um, <laughs> uh, or, uh, you know, there's something, like, literal when it comes to real estate or home that might be happening for some Libra Risings. But also, I have to say, I think this is also about rooting and grounding and seeing yourself as your own home and your own vessel, right? And when we feel lost in the world, um, you know, Libra rising, maybe you're crossing the threshold in realizing you're never quite lost when you're at home with yourself, So I could see some Libra risings really like arriving home to themselves, especially because Venus is your ruler and your ruler has been retrograde for a pretty long time. Um, So also examining some family patternings when it comes to relationships, when it comes to money, when it comes to your work-life balance, um, you know, really becoming aware of where you are stepping in the footsteps of your parents when it comes to their own repetitive patternings and recognizing like you can cross the threshold in a totally different way. Um, You may inherit the frequency of your parents' relationship or your ancestral wounds, but it doesn't mean you have to act with them you know, so there's, there's some kind of uh, very, very deep healing, I think, happening for the Libra rising. Um, Scorpio rising, this is your third house. Um, and the third house does have to do with our narratives and communication, um, you know, and even writing. And, you know, Scorpio, I think there's something about the way you communicate 
with yourself and with others. And if you've been consistently reaching a wall with your communication, let's say with your partner, with your boss, with your coworker, or whatever, even with yourself, the way you communicate to yourself, like, you know, I think there's a way through this wall, there's a way to cross the threshold into a new way of communicating into a new way of thinking. Um, but you just have to open up to that possibility. Um, and I think for Scorpio risings, especially maybe there's some kind of book or like motivational something, something when it comes to using your voice and maybe even setting boundaries and coming up with new narratives and mantras for yourself okay and finally Sagittarius rising this is your second house of money and self-worth Venus is stationing direct in this house um so the obvious surface level thing would be um, facing money fears that you haven't been able to get past um you know what what money story do you keep circling back and forth from um, I could even see some Sagittarius risings, like getting past a spending addiction or something along those lines um, when it comes to coping mechanisms and money. But on a deeper level, this, the second house is our house of self-worth and how we value ourselves, okay? So Sagittarius rising, this, this has to do with all aspects of your life. How have you not been valuing what you have to offer? And how has that been keeping you in the same place? And if you just valued your skill set and your talents in a new way, if you learn to recognize your talents and skill sets, how could that change your trajectory? Okay. Um, so my friends, those are the rising signs little mini forecast when it comes to Venus stationing direct today. Remember to think about the two and the three of wands if you are a tarot student. I hope this message helped in some way. I'm kind of thinking that uh, this pod, as you know, this podcast is forever changing. If you're still here and you've been here since the beginning, like I can't describe to you what that means to me and um, I really do love my listeners and value all of you so much and I really do feel like we have a little family witch church community um, even if my posting is at times not very regular <laughs> um, I'm kind of seeing the vision of uh, 2022, maybe a little bit more of like shorter, spontaneous episodes like this one, where I kind of pop on and I just give a little mini astrology forecast. I do have some more interviews planned, uh, but also I kind of want to, I, I want to keep doing the interviews, but I also feel like something that I want to bring back is just kind of having these little chats with y'all and, and just talking to you one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I, for some reason, I feel like 2020, I kind of not, I didn't lose my ability to do that, but 
I, I want to just have more casual chats with y'all, spontaneous chats that aren't really planned or stressful. It just happens when I wake up and I say, oh, Saturn's conjuncting the sun or Venus is stationing direct and I want to pop on and say something about this day. Okay. Um, a few announcements uh, when it comes to what's going on with the biz lately. You can click off if you're not interested in this part. Um, but me and Mandy Ray, uh, who is another professional astrologer, you heard her on the Jupiter in Pisces episode. Me and Mandy Ray are leading a um, kind of like a workshop retreat. Uh, It's online the weekend of February 5th and 6th, 2022, and it's called Work It 2022, and um, it's kind of meant to re-inspire and propel us forward into this year in a new way. So each day is like 12 to 3-ish, And we kind of gather on Zoom. The first day, we talk about the top eight transits of 2022. So the first day is almost like astrology um, day. So if you're an astrology student or interested in the astrology of 2022, you'll especially like that day. And the second day is actually integrating everything. So the second day is more group discussion, meditation, um, uh, ritual. Um, You know, I think so many 2022 or just year ahead astrology stuff in general gives you so much information and you don't know how to integrate it. So our goal for this little weekend retreat is to like actually help you plan and integrate all of the information that we're giving you and give you like a little meditation ritual um thingy thing (laughs) i'm really selling this to you huh um on the last day to almost help you marinate with all of the astrological information and also each rising sign kind of gets their own guide or packet so you'll have an idea of how to apply the information that we're giving to you to your own personal life so really excited for that um the link is in the show notes to sign up for that there is absolutely still time um i'm still offering 2022 year ahead astrology and tarot readings if you are a straggler and you want to get one of those last minute um, you can still book those in February and I have some um, of course more classes and more offerings kind of coming out very soon once mercury stations direct so definitely follow me on instagram to keep updated with all of that if you don't already the handles in the show notes and if you don't have instagram the second best way to hear about my offerings is by signing up for my newsletter so i'll also put that link in the show notes and uh, it's just been it's been such a great morning being able to reconnect with you on this very special day of Venus stationing direct. So I hope 
you all have a magical day, weekend. Um, I'm sending lots of love to you all, and I'm in full agreement that we all are going to cross our point of no return. (laughs) We're all going to finally cross the threshold of the thing we didn't think we could overcome. Okay, so I'm, I'm holding that image in my mind right now. And we'll talk next time, my friends.